is the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast, telling the story of Kosciuszko County through the eyes of those who have been here lifetimes and those who have just arrived. The mission of Clearly Kosciuszko is to craft a sense of place and pull all corners of our county together. The story of our community is ever unfolding and needs you. Each month, we'll talk with those involved in our community and invite listeners to play, learn, and grow alongside us. Now, the latest edition of the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast with your host, Jody Claypool and Ryan Martin. And we're back down here, downtown Kedco studio offices for the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast. Jody Claypool, my co-host, right alongside, I'm Ryan Martin. Uh, Jody, it's been an interesting ride since the last time we've talked. You look much more relaxed today than last time. Well, thanks, Ryan. I feel pretty relaxed today. You tell me a story as we come in here uh, about changing tires in a drenching rainstorm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a soggy couple weeks. Yeah. And it's been a crazy kind of soggy where it's sunny and then it just dumps on us and then it gets sunny. Well, yesterday uh, I was in a meeting and I got a phone call from a buddy of mine and it was kind of gray and overcast and I went over to help him change the tire and no sooner did I get out of my car than I got dumped on. That's, uh, that, that happened to me on the, uh, on the way to my wedding rehearsal uh, eons ago. I was headed over that way, hadn't done anything all day long. I get a flat tire on my own car, get out to change it and here I am dressed for the rehearsal dinner and everything like that, changing a a tire on the side of the road in Wichita, Kansas, where if anyone knows, it doesn't just rain in Wichita, flipping pours. So (laughs) I I hear you, I hear you. So enough about that. We have an exciting guest here today. Uh, We're gonna talk about uh, all things coffee and who knows what else. Uh, Jody, who do we have with us here on the podcast? We have Ben Higgins, the president of Generous Coffee. Did I get that right? That's right. Yes, that's right. All right. And so Ben's going to be joining us today to talk about um, this fantastic company you started uh, amongst uh, a litany of other things that has brought him to or brought him back to um, or his origin story around uh, Warsaw, went on a lake, yeah. and Kosciuszko County. Well, pumped to be here. I'm, I'm excited to talk about this, and uh, it's nice to be in here and chatting with you two. Right on, right on. Glad to have you here. All right, so then kick it off. Um, just give us a little bit of a background. Let's talk generous coffee first of all. Let's give us a background of the story, where it came from, how you came to uh, put a shingle out in coffee of all yeah. things, um, and just tell us a little bit about the company and what you're doing. Well, you know, I so I grew up uh, here in uh, Warsaw and made some incredible friends here. And one of my uh, my closest friend uh, is uh, a guy named Riley Fuller. Riley Fuller, um, people may know his family. They they were uh, running Little Crow Foods um, for a long time here in town. Well, Riley and I, when we were in uh, high school, went to Honduras for the very first time together, and our our eyes were opened up to the opportunities that were uh, in Honduras when it comes to poverty relief and fighting injustice. So he started a nonprofit called Humanity and Hope United. Um, uh, a lot of support here uh, in Kosciuszko County uh, for Humanity and Hope United. Uh, it's, a, it's a great funding base for us, a, a lot of friends uh, here in, in the community. But one of the things that happened uh, at Humanity and Hope was that we realized we need to find a sustainable uh, funding source, that calling upon friends and family all the time was going to get exhausting, and it was limited. And so we, we started a coffee company. The reason we chose coffee is really we fell into it. We wanted a product that was universally consumed, 
and that could tell a story behind it. And so we started Generous Coffee Company. Uh, that's the name of our coffee company with the idea that we could sell coffee and sell products like uh, Mud Love mugs, Mud Love bracelets, um, uh, a, a comp- Vita Plena, which uh, Josh Porter and Dominican Republic runs. He's from Warsaw. Uh, we could sell all these products and then donate 100% of the profits to nonprofits around the world that are fighting human-facing injustice. And just a little background. So Mud Love is a local mm-hmm. um, uh, business that makes... Uh, it's clay, right? They're using yep. clay to make um, these really fantastic mugs. They're kind of artisan. They're style. super, yeah, all handmade. Yeah, very fantastic, very beautiful. Um, they su- they have supplied other businesses with these mugs. They're pretty popular in the yeah. area. And then they also supply, and these are really popular too, because if you're around Warsaw, just about everybody's got a mud love bracelet oh, yeah. that has these fantastic, uh, oftentimes faith based or very encouraging messages or words on them yeah uh, so just a little background about that organization so um you had mentioned mud love i just want to give that yeah. background well mud love's great um and they're a for-purpose company so we like to consider ourselves a generous for-purpose meaning that our you know our our mission is to find a, an avenue to give back and so generous started uh with a few people from Warsaw, indiana drew Scholl, uh riley and myself we founded it Started it. Uh, we're now at Light Rail uh, Coffee Shop in Wino Lake, Indiana. Our CEO now is Tyler Silvius, um, who's known in the community. It's, you know, I live in Denver now. I'm back here quite a bit. Uh, but it's wild how no matter where I've moved to, uh, this area continu- continues to pull me back in in the best of ways. But yeah, Generous Coffee is a huge part of this community. Uh, I hope to even make it a greater part of this community uh, because this is such a supportive area that I really think. Um, kind of gets really excited and passionate and faithful to those four purpose ideas. Uh, they want to find a way to get back wherever they can. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Actually, uh, that's a testament to this area. Um, how I learned about Ben and Generous um, was I was walking down in the Winona Lake Trail, mm-hmm. and I like to start over by where Cerulean is, which is a business mm-hmm. down off of uh, the Winona Lake Channel. And they have a little outside, really nice little outside garden outside of Cerulean. As I'm walking by, I see Tyler. Oh, okay. And I was like, hey, Tyler, how are you doing? He's like, hey, Jody. And so I turn in and I start walking and I wasn't really thinking about it. And I just kept walking. And then he was uh, riding by on his bike. And I said, hey, Tyler, I don't know if you know this, but I'm, I'm doing a podcast. I'd be interested to talk to you. And I was thinking I would talk to him about Sylvia's insurance. Oh, interesting. But that's how out of the loop I am, right? Yeah. Because I didn't realize that he had moved to join the Generous Coffee uh, business you guys had started. He's like, oh, you mean about Generous Coffee? And I was like, what are you talking about? And he started talking about I was like, absolutely about yeah. Generous Coffee, <laughs> which it's, is uh, it's just great because you get to, you know, everybody's out, everybody's social, and you get all these great opportunities to 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 discover what's going on in the area. Yeah, so Tyler, a little background on him. He, he did work for Sylvia's Insurance, a family company, for a long time. He left there, um, took a little break. And at Generous, we were really looking for somebody not only with um, experience and knowledge, but a passion um, and an ability to work for Generous because, as you imagine, a for-purpose company maybe isn't the most lucrative job right. in the world. And, uh, and Tyler really fit that. And he's been an incredible asset to our team and, and really shared a lot of leadership with me. Um, so I stepped away from, um, I guess, the top role and to just work for him because we believe it was best for us. And, and again, I mean, so you see this. You just, you know, we were talking about Mud Love. 
uh, I could name off four or five other companies uh, around the area that does this. But, you know, Generous was birthed with this, with this main idea that we thought we could sell coffee and give back. That's why we chose coffee, that people drink coffee, they consume coffee, they share coffee. There's only a few things in this world that people will sit around the table and do, and, and coffee is one of those. Uh, and, uh, and we wanted to build it because we believe this community could get behind it and support it. Yeah, that's fantastic. So um, you're located in the light rail. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something where you would go if I wanted to... Uh, buy generous coffee. I would go into the light rail and you sell the actual coffee products, beans, and I can get a generous coffee from Mm -hmm. the light rail. You can, yeah. And you can also go online at generouscoffee.com. So our main business is online. Uh, We're an e-commerce brand specifically. We have one um, shop in Denver. Uh, That's where I live and we operate out there. And then light rail is kind of our second big store that's selling not only the coffee that you get over the counter, but then also the bags there as well. Uh, something really cool, just a side story, is uh, our bags now are, uh, if you look at one of them, they're paintings done by people around the world um, who have a really incredible story to share. So the ones right now are painted out of coffee. So they're, the, the paintings are coffee paintings, and it's done by somebody in Canada who's been a volunteer for Generous since the beginning. Uh, we're going to move into our next round of coffee bags will be uh, a, a man that was previously homeless who is now an artist kind of painting his story. So you can go in there and get a cool bag, uh, you know, that looks good on your counter uh, as you consume really good coffee. Is there is there a way to access that story? Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's a QR code in each bag. Oh, right. Uh, you can take a picture of that. It pops up their story, the artist's story, where the bag comes from. And then once we're out of bags, so once we sell this for, first round of bags, then it will transfer into a whole new artist. And so the bags will always be different. So they're, uh, I guess, limited time supply. So you got to go out and get them now. Fantastic. I assume there's other ways to be involved with the generous coffee business. Yeah. Um, is is you, it online? Can you, you access that? Yes. Yeah, so we have an ambassador program where there's about 200 people around the U.S. that advocate on behalf of generous uh, all the time. So through local fundraisers, through um, giving a bag of coffee to their neighbor, the whole idea of generous is that um, we believe that generous people can change the world and we want to give people an excuse to be generous. So uh, if that's just even once a month saying uh, to our ambassadors, hey, this week go out and rake your neighbor's lawn uh, and do, tell them that you're doing it because you're part of the generous ambassador program. So that's a big deal. The best way to help us right now, like, and in this but the best way to help us is to go and switch to drinking generous coffee every morning, uh, to go and buy a bag of coffee online at generouscoffee.com. That would be the best way to support um, generous. Fantastic. That's a great mission, man. Thank you. It's been fun. I mean, and I can't understate just how much uh, this has even been able to be possible because of this area. You know, like I said, this is still home to me uh, in, in most ways. My family still lives here. And just the people around this community uh, in this county just continue to kind of wrap up uh, their arms around good things. And I believe generous is a good thing. I'm a little biased, but I believe it's a good thing. So you mentioned, you know, shop in Winona Lake, shop in Denver. Um, the warehousing, you know, in terms of the actual product, you mentioned earlier, you know, somebody on the ground in the Dominican Republic. Are you getting things direct shipped in here on the e-commerce platform or are you uh, warehousing things somewhere and is that a third location i'm, t- I'm thinking more expansion as you kind of yeah. grow and go what, what's your thoughts so our coffee's out of fort wayne indiana okay uh it's roasted there um and it's it's packaged and shipped out of fort wayne uh all of our other products so if it comes to apparel uh the mugs uh any of the jewelry from vita plena 
uh, is stored in Cincinnati, Ohio at a warehouse that I have there. Um, and so it's packed and shipped from there. Uh, so as we expand, obviously, you'd want to kind of consolidate some of those things. Uh, but right now, those are kind of two Midwestern bases that have worked for us so far. As I mean, we're still a startup. We're three years old. We're still figuring it out. Uh, we're still, you know, grinding to make something happen. And I think our new strategy here coming into the next year is really to focus on this area. It feels like the place that we can get the most momentum. Uh, it feels like if you can really uh, get the market of Kosciuszko County wrapped around your idea, this can grow from here. Um, and that's kind of what we're looking to do. Right on. Right on. Now, are you guys looking to also add locations? Are you guys going to expand out that way? As opportunities present themselves, yes. Okay. Um, that would be great. And coffee shops are hard. Uh, so we actually, uh, last year in 2019, um, so two years ago, we opened up, uh, another coffee shop in Denver that unfortunately during COVID had to close. Yeah. Um, our sales just completely got wiped out. Yeah. And so it's been a tough year, um, for the retail and, uh, market. And, and so we're now coming into, uh, feels like a, a more steady season, starting to re-strategize on how we can get momentum again. COVID really hurt um, coffee shops. Yeah. And so, yes, we're looking to expand, but right now we're just trying to get our feet back underneath us a little bit. Sure, that's understandable. Yeah. yeah. Wish you the best of luck with that. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, fantastic. So let, let's transition away from Generous, because, I mean, yeah. it's a great story, and, I, and I'm sure it's going to weave in and out of the rest of this, but you know, let, let's, let's talk about Ben here just a little bit. So home to, is this area. You mentioned it several times. Uh you may not be here right now, but you find yourself gravitating back. Just talk about the area, how it kind of shaped Ben in the early years. Mm -hmm. uh, starting a company with, with, with kids you were with in high school. Just yeah. tell us about this area shaping you. Yeah, the origin story of Ben Higgins. Yeah, yeah it's so interesting, uh, guys. This is, uh, this is a really incredible place. Um, and for me, it's interesting because it, it took me a few years to understand why I thought it was so incredible. I write about it a lot in my book, but there's something interesting that happened this trip. So well, my, let me just have you real quick. Uh, yeah. So let's, let's put a plug in for your book real quick. So okay. we don't forget about that. Yeah. The book's called alone in plain sight. It came out in February of 2021. Uh, worked on it for two years and a lot of it is kind. It, it is, it starts with the origin story of, of my time here. Um, not only the support that comes from this town, but also that this is, this place is different uh, in a lot of great ways. Um, you have, a, a really incredible economy functioning here right now. You have uh, a lot of interesting people moving in and out of this community. And then you have the lakes, uh, you know, which is an incredible benefit to the summers. You always have something to do. I, I always say, and I'll probably, but like for part of the year, this place is not that great. The winter time is really hard here, but it makes up for it every time the sun comes back out and the lakes get back open. And as a kid, uh, I just really soaked in those moments. Um, being in the country, um, the, the, the pace of life here. Um, I really felt like you could enjoy life and make memories here with friends and family. But here's something interesting that happened. Uh, my fiance, uh, came to town this year and she's been here, uh, three different, uh, July 4th now. But on this one, we're walking through the Winter Lake trails and, uh, I, I'm, I bet 85% of the people that walked past us, I knew. Couldn't say their name, where they lived, um, where they're from, who their kids are. And she looked at me at one point. And she goes, this is, this. I just want you to know this is not common. Uh, that you can be in a town in a random place and know somebody. 
always. And not just know somebody, but have a story with that person at some level, a connection point, uh, maybe if it's just a golf round out at one of the golf courses, it's some connecting point. And so for me, when I think about my origin story and what it's meant to me now, this feels like a, it still feels like a community I'm a part of, uh, you know, and you can make, yeah, I, I don't live here anymore, but it doesn't feel like I'm, I'm gone. It feels like this place still supports, still cares, still welcomes me in. And I think a lot of people feel that way. I have a lot of buddies who have moved out as well. And when they come back home, there's something special about coming back to, to Warsaw. I think you nailed it. Yeah. When they come back home. Yeah. It's a feeling of home. It is. And, yeah. and, and, and you know, like I said, I, I, can, I can vouch for that too. Spending you know, 13, 15 years away and coming back. All those connections that you figure just kind of go by the wayside. Hmm. You still wander around. It's like, oh, that's so-and-so. Hey, so-and-so. Yeah. And they... It's almost like you didn't leave. It is, you know. Yesterday, and my, and my wife had the same, same thought process after we'd been back about six, eight months. She goes, "How do you know all mm-hmm. these people?" I don't really know. I don't know. It's yeah. just, it, that's that's Bob. That's whoever. That's yeah. who, it's, and so it stays with you for forever. Thirteen years in Wichita didn't develop any relationships like that. This place is unique in that way. It is unique. There's a special sauce that I can't. I haven't put my finger on yet. I don't understand it yet. But it, but. It's tangible. You can sense it. You can feel it. I mean, even my fiance now, when she's been here three summers, uh, is on the trails or at a restaurant downtown or goes out to coffee with somebody, and she knows people there. Um, you know, it's, it's, I had a cool story this year happen as well. I was in the coffee shop, and I was standing there, and somebody came up and said hi to me, and they were just visiting. They are just here to, to take a little break and get a little vacation in, and they talked about just how welcoming the community felt. I hope people feel that way when they come here. I know that it's this desire of the community to make them feel that way and because it's it's true. But they said it's they they can make friends in a week here. That maybe they like you said, you couldn't even make friends living somewhere for thirteen years like they do when you just come here for a week. People are interested. They're curious. There's a lot to be discovered yet. I couldn't agree more. I I uh I'm an adopted son of Costco <laughs> County okay. in Warsaw. Uh so um and I can vouch for how unique uh, uh, this county in this area is. And my girlfriend lives up in Kalamazoo. Well, she'll come down and visit. And as we're walking around, she's like, you know somebody everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's, it's because everybody wants to know everybody else. Everybody wants to have that shared story. And so they're always reaching out to say hi yeah. and establish that connection. And it does make this place extremely unique and very welcoming. So compare and contrast here a little bit. And we've had the ability with other guests to, to do a kind of a compare and contrast. We've had uh, folks on here that came down and have moved here, starting businesses from Chicago mm-hmm. and from several other big city areas. You mentioned Denver. Yeah. I, I've been to Denver. You've been to Denver. Yeah. Love Denver. Denver is mm-hmm. beautiful. Uh, but compare and contrast just the greater Kosciuszko County area to that Denver. Because... You mentioned the lakes here in Kosciuszko County. You've got a lot of natural, yeah. natural stuff in Denver and, and that area, too. So compare and contrast. Big city Denver living, Warsaw, Indiana, Kosciuszko County living. Just give us a couple yeah. of different. Well, I think, it's, you know, I think there's a few ways that I would try to do that. One is uh, one thing that Denver does have is on, on Indiana and Kosciuszko County is the weather. We have great weather out there. Um, you know, the summers here, I would say, are, are like you can't find a better place to be in the summer. Um, but you know, in the winter we get to ski in Denver, there's a, a ton of opportunity to be up in the mountains and to be maybe even a sweatshirt in January skiing down a mountain. That's a cool thing to have. Uh, I would say one of the advantages that this area has is, is the pace of life. 
Um, life moves slower here. Uh, and I say that in the best of ways. Uh, you feel like you have time to go to coffee with somebody. You have time to go get drinks with somebody, to sit down at a dinner, to watch the sunset or the sun rise. Um, the pace it just feels more enjoyable to me personally. I, I prefer the pace here. And, uh, you know, and then you have uh, the, the job opportunities here. Um, you know, it's, it's at some point, uh, you know, I, I believe that the employment rate here was like below a half a percent, uh, the unemployment rate. Um, that's an incredible thing to have for a town. That means that there's a lot of stuff happening here and that's something uh, that should not be overlooked. That's a, a great thing. And then you have a lot of diversity when it comes to the job market. You have orthopedics, you have ag, um, you have steel, you have printing, you have all these different industries that have really sustainable business and long-term businesses that are built out of this town. And then you go outside of it and you, even outside of the area that I know best, and you have great businesses in Kosciuszko County that maybe people even in Warsaw don't even know existed um, within their area. And, and, I, and then the final piece I would say is, is the, the element of the community. Um, and when you go to a big city, as exciting as it is, as new as it is, there's always, you know, things going on. Uh, you do miss the connection with the community. Um, it's harder to uh, really engage with people. And it's really hard to build deep relationships with people because life moves fast. And there's a lot of things going on at all times. And I think for, for me, uh, you know, I, I come back here um, to, to not only spend time building relationships in this community, but also spend time calling upon friends that maybe I don't have the time to do when I'm at, when I'm back in Denver. So that's, you know, I think if I were to compare them, that would be the best way I would know how. Um, it, I think the one thing here that I'm really enjoying seeing and that I hope continues uh, would be the food scene. Um, you know, this, the food scene of, of this area has gotten better. Um, and it's, I, I've always enjoyed coming back here, and I want to continue to see it expand and diversify and become more international and new flavors and new techniques. I think that would be an awesome thing to bring to this area that does have so many people vacationing here in the summer. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. I couldn't agree more. Um, I mean, I, I don't know your personal experience with, uh, with Denver versus yeah. with uh, Warsaw or Kosciuszko, but I know from my personal experience, it's... That's spot on. Same thing. Yeah. So. Well, I don't ski, so I can't vouch for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really good at yard sales. Yeah. That's oh, where you okay. lose control. You go too fast, and then you... It's lose. a big deal out there. Uh, I had to learn to ski. Okay. Uh, that's something that I had to, to get on board with. I w I'd say the most surprising thing, and people in Denver, if they ever hear this, will just rip me apart for this. I'd say the one thing I know this area has a, like, has a, a leg up on is the... Uh, the fishing. Oh, Everybody man. thinks you can go to Colorado and fish. It's not easy. It's overpopulated. Uh, the streams are always packed. Um, you don't have a lot of like, I mean, you can go to the reservoir and maybe catch a bass, maybe. Uh, but you can come here and cast a pool in wherever you want and get something. I will still say, I believe up to this point, after eight years in Denver, that this is a better place to, to fish. I couldn't agree more. Actually, um so um, I was mowing my yard yesterday um, and trying to dodge the downpours. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I live just north of the airport here in Warsaw. And it's a nice little neighborhood, 
we've got some ponds that kind of are sandwiched in between the houses. And in my backyard are these three kids. They're, I don't know, 12, 13, something like that. And one of the kids has got this giant bass. He's just holding on to it. And I was like, that's a nice sized fish. And the other kid said, oh my gosh, they're biting like crazy. He's uh-huh. like, people think these ponds don't have any fish in them. He's like, we've been pulling out these monster oh bass God. all day. I was like, no way. I was like, what are you using? He's like, just top water. Oh, that's like, great. Have at it, kids. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's transition into uh, what else we want to talk about. You want, he mentioned the book a little bit. What, what, what spurred the book? That's well, a good question. Yeah, the book came from, you know, I was able to be, uh, well, coming out of Indiana, I moved to Denver and then found myself on a, a television show soon after that. And I always have this this place in my, like, Kosciuszko County in mind. And you get thrown into this whole new world very quickly. And all of a sudden, you're in Los Angeles, and you're flying to New York, and you're on the cover of magazines, and it feels very odd, especially coming from here. Um, I always say, you know, coming from here, there's there there's very little. You, you have it; um, it exists, but there's there's a limited amount of ego here. The, nobody really cares how much money you have. Nobody really cares if you're the CEO of one of the orthopedic companies or not. Um, great that you are. But there's, there's a level playing field for people to sit down and, and enjoy time together. And so then all of a sudden, I found myself kind of thrust into this idea of fame. And people started to assume that it was fulfilling, started to assume that they knew me, started to assume that um, when you're on a show, everything is given to you. And, and I felt more and more isolated from the world. And the more I talked about that, the more I realized that other people felt disconnected as well, no matter what place in life they're at, that, that people from all over the the U.S., really all over the world, were feeling disconnected. And so I wrote the book in a response to that. So I share my story along with the story of a few others who are friends of mine. Uh, and it's broken up into four parts. Um, trying to reconnect with self, reconnect with others r- through friendship and relationship, romance, and then also with God. And I, I, I really just did this because I had to. I, I wanted to share not only my story, but these other stories. And I wanted to try to give a place for people to feel less alone. If they read this book, they would just simply feel less alone. And it, it would maybe change their assumption that everybody else has it together and that they're the only ones that are on the outside looking in. And maybe all of us feel a little bit disconnected. And if we all feel a little bit disconnected, that might be the thing that connects us the best. So what do we respond to when we recognize that? So that was, that was why I wrote the book. That's why I put it out there in the world. Yeah, it couldn't come at a better time. I hope so. Um, you know, I hope people are, you know, the, the responses for me personally has been really encouraging. Uh, just the message that I can get and people saying, you know, hey, I read your book and it just, it did. It made me feel less alone or it made me feel, uh, it made me see you differently. Um, even those things encourage me, inspire me. And, and especially right now as we do come out of an, an, a really odd season of life, uh, I think a lot of people are disoriented. Um, somehow, some way, yeah. and uh, and so I'm hoping that book, this book, just connects whoever reads it. Uh, you mentioned before we went on here, and yeah. clearly, Jody, this clearly Kosciuszko podcast is the best podcast in all the world. However, Ben did mention he does yeah. a couple of, and this doesn't surprise me. Living in Denver, iHeartRadio podcast. Yeah. I'll give you just a second. I'll give yeah, you a second to not usurp the Clearly Kosciuszko podcast, <laughs> but tell us a little bit about what's your. What well, we can make it a race. Who can, who can unseat Joe Rogan as podcast game <laughs> first? How's that? Yeah, that's right. Um, well, so I started, uh, I worked with iHeartRadio now for the last five years. Okay. 
uh, started a podcast called Almost Famous, which is a pop culture podcast. And I know nothing about pop culture, so my co-host uh, teaches me. So I get to play like uh, out of touch dude, and she gets to tell me who's dating who, why they're dating who, and who's causing trouble in the world. We've done that for five years. It's been awesome. It's been a really fun ride. Um, we get to do it in Seacrest Studio out there, so we share the space with him, and I get to go to L.A. back in the day every week to do it. Um, added from Denver, I've been in L.A. in two years now. Um, and then I just started one called Hope Still Wins. Hope Still Wins is with a network out of Nashville uh, called That Sounds Fun. A lot of people in this area are familiar with a, a lady named Annie F. Downs. Um, she's a speaker and author, uh, now a New York Times bestselling author, and she signed a po- she created this podcast network for more faith-based content. So Hope Still Wins is uh, an opportunity for me to kind of talk about things that I really care about, uh, which is human story. Uh, and trying to build a bridge between people from all different backgrounds of life. Um, so that came out about a month ago. So now I have two. Almost Famous is kind of like that, uh, that thing that never stops. It just feels like people still care about pop culture more and more over five years. But Hope So Wins is like a passion project for me. I'm going to ask a question here. And this is beautiful because we can edit if we need to. No. <laughs> this is going to come from left field. But okay. I feel I have to ask it. Um, you talked with Generous Coffee to, to start off with. You talked about the book and, and how you felt disconnected alone because of everything. You're, you're striking me as a guy that has a foot in two different, wildly divergent spaces mm. within society right yeah. now and the way things are. Is it difficult, and how do you manage to deal with things like, you know, you know L.A. and this side of pop culture has nothing to do with or care about generous and these generous kind of ideas and and you're straddling both how do you manage that and what kind of work does it take to do to be able to have one foot in the la scene and one foot in the you know well-grounded kosciuszko county side what yeah it well I, i think it takes a lot of uh the best word i would say would be contemplation and so um i I when I first started this journey in LA, uh, I uh, I was really infatuated with the idea of it. I really loved the attention that it brought. I really enjoyed the opportunities it, it, it was bringing. And at some point, uh, I still remember the evening where it all felt empty. It all felt very isolating. It f- I felt very alone. So I called up a few buddies of mine, off in this area actually, and I told them that I was like, I don't know how to process this alone anymore. I don't I don't know why I'm feeling this way. And they said. What if this whole thing was never meant for you? What if it was for something greater than yourself? Be that other people. Um, be that to point people towards why you believe what you believe. Um, what if this was never... What if this whole thing will become exhausting if it's ever about you? And I, that, for whatever reason, struck a chord in my heart. And so since then, it's always been... Whenever I walk into a room, wherever it is, in Los Angeles or it's here, if it becomes about me because I've let it become about me before... I know what it feels like when that becomes my pursuit. I know what it feels like when I go too far down that line. And so I think you can put uh, a foot in both by understanding that one, you're not that cool. I'm not that cool. (laughs) That just because I'm there doesn't make me any different. And then two, coming back here and recognizing and realizing that I'm not that great, but yet this community still loves me no matter where I've been, no matter where I'm going. And I think it I hope other people, even if they haven't been on television, would say the same thing, that they still feel supported here, even if they don't have that, that, um, that ability to say, hey, yeah, look at me on TV once. Um, 
I think that's one of the big pieces for me is understanding where I, who I am and where I fall in the line there. Never letting my head get too big or too small. The second is this is a really cool thing, actually. Uh, I was working uh, as a software salesman for years, even after the show, and Generous had started at that point. They were getting off the ground, and uh, it was needing funding, and it was needing support, and I was wanting at that point needing to leave my job to work for Generous full-time. And, uh, but I was like, Generous isn't going to pay me anything. So I don't know how to, I don't know how to do that. And iHeartRadio called at that point, um, and said, uh, Hey, we, uh, we are starting this podcast and, um, we're going to pay you more money than I ever thought I'd make to do it. And that money has now allowed us to fund Generous, um, to get us to where we're at. So it's interesting how that world has also supported that world. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, there's a line there to where iHeart has been incredibly supportive of that. And now this, even this, uh, on July 30th, iHeart's doing a massive fundraiser, uh, and all the money's going back hum- to Humanity and Hope United, which is a nonprofit that was started out of this town, uh, which was started from my buddies. And iHeart said, hey, you know what? We believe in it. We see it. We know it's good. Let's support it. And so, I, you know, it's been actually kind of fun to see how those two worlds can align. And, uh, and I don't feel like I have to change much. Um, there is something really special about being from the Midwest and going on a show. People thought it was wild that I would say thank you. Uh, people would be wild that, you know, you'd open up the door for them. You look them in the eyes when you talk to them. Those things that, like, I just didn't even know I was doing, they would find absolutely ridiculously awesome. And so I think, uh, I think there's a piece of that that that's been fun for me to see as well. Jody, we're, I think we could probably talk for hours here, but I, I yeah. think we have... Uh... Boy, I, I, you know, you're giving me goosebumps as you're talking because I, I, I think I res- a lot of what you're saying resonates in a lot of different ways. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's an, I, for me, I'm getting inspired. So I, I do I do know we need to kind of wrap things up so we can't let any guest escape without oh the dreaded question the, the yeah. signature question so this is the clearly Kosciuszko podcast so we need to know Ben what does the, the phrase clearly Kosciuszko mean to you and this I, I'm excited for this answer because uh, you know for somebody who's had everywhere he's been and what he's done and, and he's done, it, what does clearly Kosciuszko mean to you uh, memories I would say. Um... I'd say when I hear that, I think of a place that you can create memories with friends and family and strangers, no matter where you're at. When I think of Kosciuszko County, I always think of the people here. Um, I think of the opportunities that exist here. Uh, I think of the things that this county has been able to bring to me personally, uh, and then the opportunities that I've been able to use this county for to bring to others. And, uh, you know, as I mentioned many times, if, if you're talking about the lakes, um, in the summer, uh, if you're talking about driving through uh, the fields uh, and and looking at all the ag uh, and just seeing the beautiful landscapes and the sunrise and the sunset, this place continues to make memories, and I don't believe it ever will not make memories as long as it continues to be what Kosciuszko has always been. Fantastic answer. So we'll recap here. Generous coffee yep. at the light rail. Yep. Um, look for that. Maybe other places here in the, in forthcoming. The book was Alone in Plain Sight. Alone in Plain Sight came out in February. Ben, thanks for being here with us and and sharing your your thoughts on our community, our county, place we call home, and you still do too. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you here. Yes, Jody? absolutely. It's a pleasure. Great to see you, Ben. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Great to see you, Ryan. As always, he's Jody Claypool. I'm Ryan Martin. This is the Clear the Kosciuszko podcast. We'll see you again next time. 
Clearly Kosciuszko is a countywide voice created in partnership between the Lilly Center for Lakes and Streams, Kosciuszko County Convention and Visitors Bureau, Kosciuszko Chamber of Commerce, and the Kosciuszko Economic Development Corporation. If you're seeking a day trip or a weekend getaway, a place to start your business, or a flexible location for a corporate conference, Clearly Kosciuszko will connect residents and visitors with the right resource throughout the county. Thanks for listening.